we're on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. I just want to apologise uh, again. Uh, we're 15 minutes late because it took Eli that long to uh, get the count going. Uh, thank you very much. We have our first international guest here, Mr. Jake Shields. Can I just read the resume real quick? Tell me if I leave something out. Um, you were the Rumble on the Rock Welterweight Champion, the Elite XC Welterweight Champion, former Shooter Welterweight Champion, Strike Force Middleweight Champion, and you fought for the UFC title. Yep, that is correct. You also um, you also placed very highly in, in high school wrestling. In the, in, did, did yeah, you know? I, I did okay. I took like uh, third in state, so it's like California, so so decent. And and in freestyle, did you wrestle freestyle? I wrestled some freestyle too. Yeah. So. Did I read somewhere that you came second at, at um, uh, AAU Nationals? So yeah, you came so second four, yeah. at AAU Nationals. That, that's yeah, yeah. pretty big time, isn't it? It's, it's decent. There's there's bigger ones, but yeah, I was a good wrestler, but not like amazing. I wasn't like that elite level like some of the guys out there. But I was a decent wrestler, and then I kind of transferred over to uh, Jiu Jitsu and MMA. Okay. Also, before I forget, we have Rob Whitaker here, <laughs> and uh, he stopped by too. <laughs> yeah, he, he stopped by to do his own podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mr. Eli Hedges and Andrew, who's also uh, helping to look after Jake. It's a pretty nice studio you guys got. It's yeah, pretty it's a little granny flat. Um, Kaplan Homes. <laughs> Shout out. Kaplan Homes makes the the homes that and the studio and whatnot. So this is why we're lucky enough to have this awesome get a nice wall going yeah he's going to make a feature wall and everything get a painting on here and stuff yeah i think so it's probably going to be andrew he's a guy that owns (laughs) kaplan homes also fix the lighting problem we were having like yeah Yeah. people in the comment section are always saying oh the shadowing you can't see so yeah i got to fix it then yeah you got to keep all (laughs) my lighting better be good yeah 100 (laughs) percent. you got to keep the 13 year olds happy heaven forbid there's a little bit of shadowing (laughs) fuck i'm sure their lives are perfect (laughs) (laughs) no shadows um, what did you guys think of the main event yesterday? Gaethje I, versus Cerrone. I thought uh, Gaethje looked great. I thought he was a little more, um, looked a little more controlled. Sometimes he gets a little reckless. Seemed a little timing of striking great and looked looked really good. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh yeah, those uh, those calf kicks were super effective. Like he he just started nailing him with those calf kicks. Whenever Cerrone would try to keep him at that mid range, which he's so good at, eh? He's so good at keeping him in that mid range, keeping you in that mid range, so he can really utilize his boxing. But Gaethje was just. He was either pressing forward into that mid into that close range, making it that fight that Cerrone doesn't like, yeah. or, or, or chopping at the, the calf kicks. Even even when Cerrone was bringing the leg up, he was still copping the calf yep, muscle. Exactly. Yeah, I was impressed. Because yeah. Gaethje's always a great fighter, but he looked like a little more a little more technical and tactical this time, which yeah. is, he usually goes out there just trading wild shots, and this time he looked a little more measured in what he was doing. Have you have you felt that in, in, in like his last few fights, opposed to like when he first broke into the UFC? I feel like he... When he first broke into the UFC, he was kind of reckless. Yeah, exactly. I think he was definitely a little reckless. And mm. his whole attitude, he wants to be as exciting as he can. But he's, I think he's maybe also realizing he needs to not take quite as much damage, too, finding that, that balance. Yeah, because like when he fought Alvarez, he was like, it was like I'm going to see who's tougher sort of fight. Exactly. He, <laughs> he likes to fall into, he has fallen for punch for punch. And he looked yeah. like he wasn't quite... He was, he was still being super aggressive, yeah. but not quite that wild. Because he's, he's, he's super technical, and he's a great fighter. Yeah. Like he has the skill sets to, to, to fight the game like he fought with Cerrone mm-hmm. and Barboza as well. So, uh, yeah, he's well, three-time All-American too in wrestling, isn't he? Yeah, he's a really good wrestler. I'm not sure his exact credentials, but I know he's an All-American. He might be three-time. Yeah, he's like a really high-level wrestler. So that's what a lot of people don't realize because he hardly ever uses it. But can you explain to us like how good an All-American is? Because obviously it, in Australia yeah, we don't. It, have it can get kind of confusing because there's like different. So divisions. did you wrestle in college too? Because yeah. you got a scholarship to go to. Yeah, I wrestled, but only a couple of years. I, I didn't finish because I started fighting and I got more into fighting. And I was like, yeah, that's that's more fun than wrestling. <laughs> wrestling is a tough sport. 
But yeah, no, Gaethje, I'm pretty sure is Division One, which is like the highest level All-American. So that's like really tough to get. Like there's getting there super. I mean, there's thousands of wrestlers trying to compete for those positions. So it's uh, mm. Americans are really wrestlers. Eight? Think it's all American? Yeah, top eight, which is which is not too easy to do. You know, in the whole division nationwide, eh? Yeah, and I think uh, personally, I think the American style of wrestling is probably uh, probably the best for MMA because folk it's, style, eh? Yeah, because most most international wrestling they don't do much ground wrestling with American styles. They do the uh, obviously takedowns, but there's also a lot of mat wrestling, which is why you see better control with American wrestlers. What was the transition like for you from folk style to uh, jiu-jitsu submission wrestling? I was able to transfer over pretty easy, I think, because I was always really comfortable on the mat. I think wrestlers that are comfortable on the mat can transfer over to jiu-jitsu a lot easier. So I was always good at like flowing on the ground. So, that was always your thing to ride and escape. And yeah, that? I like takedowns too, but I, I, yeah, I like riding people. I was like a leg rider and stuff. So jiu-jitsu felt kind of natural, trying to take you guys back and choke them. Mm. Did you feel a lot of pressure from people when you fought? because your game's always been grapple-heavy grapple game and whatnot, to do more striking, to stand with people or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, people try to pressure me, but I've always stuck with, you know, grappling was always my preference, so I always tried to keep taking it there. You know, I wasn't going to listen to people trying to tell me how I should fight. And, you know, we, we're very much on that bandwagon, like... If, if you get held down the entire round or the entire fight, you lost, dude. Yeah, le- 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 learn to get up. It ain't my problem. You can't get up. <laughs> yeah, like if you get held, held you can down. You can bitch about it, but you're losing the fight. If you get held down the entire fight, you lost. <laughs> yeah, guys need to learn to get up. 100%. 100%. But, uh, How do you see uh, this fight uh, that's coming up, uh, Masvidal and Nate Diaz? Oh, man, that's going to be great. I mean, mm. obviously, I'm really close to Nate, and I see him winning, but I'm a fan of Masvidal, too. He's super tough, good striker. It's a good fight, you know. They both have good striking. I think, you know, Nate's a little better boxer, better jiu-jitsu, so I definitely give the advantage to Nate, but you can't look past a guy like Masvidal, especially his last couple fights, those big knockouts. Masvidal's got, I think he's got good, very, very, very good boxing, and his wrestling's mm-hmm. real good. I think people underestimate his wrestling. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not an easy fight by any means. That's why it's such a... That's going to be crazy. But I think over five rounds, uh, and you know what? I, I don't know, maybe you can tell me better because uh, like you've, you're obviously much closer to Nate, but I feel like in, his, in Nate's last few fights, he's, he's, like, he's shelling up and covering, mm-hmm. and, and, and the way he avoids taking like, those big shots, he's gotten much better. Yeah, his boxing's really good. He's hard to land clean shots on. Like I feel, I feel from McGregor to to now, mm-hmm. like he it's just gotten much better than it was. Yeah, it's just crazy. He took that three year layoffs. People think he's like, oh, gonna come mm-hmm. in out of shape, rusty. But he's been training the whole time. So yeah. a lot of guys take time off, but Nate, you know, he just kept training, training. He was ready to fight the whole time. He just, you know, wasn't able to come to any yeah, agreements with in, the UFC. Yeah, because in Nate's last fight, he was like shelling up a lot of the shots. He didn't take any big shots. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to. He was moving well, and the way he was angling his face and his, yeah. his shoulders and stuff, like he was just taking the shots in places he could take them. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, I think that's going to be super effective against Masvidal, especially over five rounds, eh? Yeah, no, I agree. I think Nate, Nate's phenomenal shape. Mm-hmm. He knows how to not blow his energy. It uh, definitely favors him in a five-rounder. Yeah. But like I said, you know, Masvidal is one of those tough guys that you're ne- not someone you look past. Yeah. I mean, I cornered uh, Gil Melendez against Masvidal a while ago. I remember that was, uh, it was one of those fights. Masvidal wasn't a big name at the time, and I was watching this guy's fights. Like, man, this is a tough guy we're fighting. Yeah. So. Mm. Gil Melendez is very, very good. Yeah, he beat Masvidal, but it was, it was a tough yeah. fight. That was, you know, one of those ones that was... Uh, so I've, trained, I've helped train guys against him before, and he's definitely someone who's tough. Yeah, man. I've followed his career the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it all start for you? You, you went and Chuck Liddell you trained with yeah. the first day. Yeah, yeah I was wrestling, wrestling in college, and the, well, the assistant coach there was good friends with Chuck. So he was, we'd like mess around with submission grappling, and he was telling me about this guy Chuck. So I went in, and uh, 
I saw Chuck, you know, he had his mohawk, the, t- the Campo tattoos. I'm like, Hoskin ain't going to be that tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can take him. I was, I was young. You know, you think you're invincible. Wait, I want to know what exactly was it that made you think <laughs> about you could take Chuck. No, not that you couldn't because you're formidable in your own right. But what made you go, that guy's a pussy. I think it was, I think it was the mohawk and the Campo tattoo. I'm like, Campo, karate, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else was he wearing that made, might have made you think that? I don't know. He just had the, because you got to figure back then, Liddell Hall, he, he made that hairdo. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. guy, I'm like, this funny hairdo, tattoos on his head, a Campo, Campo tattoo. Like, oh, this guy can't be tough. Yeah. And then, yeah, unfortunately, I was wrong. <laughs> got in, he's beat the crap out of me. Oh, you spotted straight away, first day? Uh, I think pretty early on, yeah. And Chuck, he, he wasn't like, he was pretty nice. He wasn't trying to knock me out, but he was uh, hit me some blows. Some pretty <laughs> good body shots, that's for sure. Got, got, got a liver shot or two, and I was like, oh, this sucks. But he was, he was a Division One wrestler too. Yeah, he's, I think he's a really good wrestler. So I'm trying to take him down, thinking it's going to be easy. And then you realize he's so big, tall, strong, stopped my shots, hit me in the liver. Oh, it was like, animals. okay, this is, this is not fun. <laughs> I, I, can, I can imagine, like... I can imagine that you guys have got, got the gloves on. And obviously, he's a good striker. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to play to my strengths. I'm going to take oh, yeah, him I'm down. Oh, yeah, I'm taking him down. <laughs> and he's just stuffing your yeah, shot. Yeah, stuffing me up. And I'm sure, having never been hit in the liver, the first liver shots there were uh, did not feel good. You're like, oh, that's... Oh, so that was the first time you got... I think got that was the first time I've ever, ever been hit in the liver. It was, it was a chocolate L body shot. You're, you're, you're kind of like... <laughs> your, your liver cherry, if you would. Yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, this is, uh, this is not fun. Everybody remembers the first time. Yeah, it's just some guys like... They've never hit in the liver. Sometimes you see guys drop and you're like, oh, that guy's, that guy's weak. Mm. But you, you can literally just seize your body up where you can't move. I, I try to explain it to people they're, they're like when they see like the casual fans and they yeah, see people good. drop and stuff, stuff. It's not getting winded. No, Get, it's different. Getting yeah. winded, I could still run and do stuff if I had yeah. to. Like getting hit in the liver, your body shuts down. Your body down. can yeah, <laughs> physically just shut down when you can't move. It's like the worst feeling. Yeah, you curl up on yourself. It's like you <laughs> want to shit your pants and cry yeah. for your mom. Yeah, so after Chuck beat me up, I'm like, okay, I want to I want to learn this. <laughs> yeah. And that so that was your first foray into MMA. I, do, I think I, I don't think Chuck was the very first guy. I, went with. I think I grappled a couple other guys first, and I'm like, oh, I want to get in that guy, and then it didn't go as well as I thought. So I like I'm like, it. okay, I have all the people that you're yeah. like, I want, I want that, that guy, guy. <laughs> that guy with a Kempo tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had watched like the first couple of UFCs where, the, where you know the wrestlers were beating up the karate guys, so I'm like, oh yeah, I can beat up this karate guy. <laughs> yeah, it's not been, that karate guy. It's been yeah, fun. I don't realize that karate guy happened to be a really good wrestler, and his style of karate is like a very. Uh, Sparring, kickboxing type of karate. <laughs> yeah. The and Hawaiian Kempo with like too, uh, yeah. John Hackleman. It's not normal karate. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, like, yeah, I've seen it. It can be done. Like, yeah. And and so, how long were you there for? Or did See, you I actually there, train? I wasn't there just... that long. Probably a little over a year. Maybe a year and a half. I was at San Luis Obispo training with him. Um, trying to think who else is there. Most of the guys kind of faded out. The guy Scott Adams ran the gym with him. He was the guy who started the WEC. Who ended up selling to the UFC. And there was a few other guys there but then i switched up to go to school at san francisco state and that's where uh i'd seen the guys at caesar gracie's were kind of dominating all the small shows so i switched and started training there when i moved is that when you met nick yeah i met nick i think i think nick had just started training when i started training there so we both kind of started at the same time we were both like the, the new guys that were tough so we weren't like the best guys at the gym but we were like like the best brand new guys so me and nick would like go at it together and that's why i brought i was wrestling in college with gil melendez so i'm like gil you got to come in so I brought Gil in, and then Nick's just like, "Well, I'm bring my brother and have him fight with fight with Gil." So we all kind of just started training there. Was when you trained with Nick, what what was that interaction like? Is he a nice guy to train with? That is he oh, yeah. is he a mean guy to train with? No, he's a great training partner. I mean, he'll train hard. Like we spar hard, but we're not like trying to hurt each other. So it's a fine line with your training partners. You know, you do got to push each other. You're not going light with each other, but you also you don't want injuries. So we're not like 
we're never trying to hurt each other, but we are trying to win when we go. We, go, we do go at it hard, though. Yeah, those sort of those sort of relationships with the team are hard to, mm-hmm. to find, eh? Is yeah, because once you've got like the you've got like the recipe, you've got the team, mm-hmm. if you would, like you can. Like we try to like, do you, like people ask me like do you spar hard? I'm like yeah. Like, when yeah, you got it. When yeah. we wrestle and we roll and we spar, mm-hmm. like we're trying to beat each other. Exactly. But not hurt each other. Yeah, because like you know the line like if you got someone a little bit hurt, you know, and to back off, you're not just gonna yeah. like. So it was a little days you're not gonna keep hitting them, but you also do got to push your opponent. So it's yeah. finding that finding how how hard to spar with people. Mm. I think that that relationship has not has to, but a lot of it's hard to find that. Like because you guys all came up together. Yeah, right? like, yeah, we got lucky. We all kind of started training yeah. at the same place, same time. And so you were there for, that was all at Caesar Gracie's? Yeah. We all started, it was a great team back at the time. There was um, a guy, David Trell, was an absolute savage. I was going to ask you, how oh, he, man, what that, happened that, to that him? That guy's such a beast. I think he just, so talented, but I think he just wasn't super into competing. You know, some guys don't like competing that much. Is he the guy that knocked out um, Linlin? Yeah. With that head kick? Yeah. Yeah, the guy's an absolute savage. And I'll, since that day, I've been waiting for the, like the, to see more no fights. yeah when you train with that guy he's like probably the best guy I've ever trained with but he's, he's for some reason he wasn't ever super into competing it's one of those things I think competing with him was always kind of a struggle he preferred like training and coaching he uh, has a big gym up in Santa Rosa oh so he's, he's still in the scene yeah, so he has some really tough students he's not a real famous gym but it's just to go up there and just, everyone's just tough it's one of those like tough areas and he's, he's a tough mean coach and you go in there you know you know you're going to train with like, his blue belts are going to be tough <laughs> like you guys oh you're a blue belt and you're training like this guy's not a blue belt <laughs> how are you a blue belt still so that that's where he is now because yeah. I, I was actually going to ask you yeah no he's got a really good successful school up there he's putting a few guys in the UFC I know he had like he may have three or four guys in the UFC but no one that's quite crossed over to that like high level UFC yet okay Jacob was like that for us for a little bit like Jacob, and, <clears throat> Jacob and Izzy were like that for us a little bit. They're like blue belt. They hadn't done their time. Yeah. They hadn't served enough time to, to move into the yeah. guy you trained with today. The time, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were, but we've been in the competitive scene for a long time. Yeah, so they're not like <laughs> yeah. Nah. They're going blue belt comps. Well, they're purple belts now, but yeah. they've been doing it for like ages. Mm. And yeah. they're just like people were like they're not blue belts. <laughs> and so, yeah, some guys are just so tough too, you know. Like maybe they technical those skills, but they're just so tough. They're in the gym all the time. They're grinders, and they can just give you give you tough work. Mm. Yeah, he Jacob now has just got his he got his purple belt, but yeah. he won the ADCC trials, oh, the wow. Asian ones. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Which is not like it's decent level. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. when the trials is big, but but he won't be able to go because he's got the a fight. fight came up. Yeah, he's got oh, two fights. That sucks. Happened to yeah. pull out of that. But yeah, if you're if you're focusing on the fight, that would come first. Which I was going to ask you, you, you took a bronze at um, ADCC, yeah. at the ADCC, yeah. and you, you rolled. Um, I watched that. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, some good matches there. Because I used to have, you have to watch it like on the like online streaming kind of thing. But this yeah, is I don't back think, then. Yeah, I don't think it showed it, it anymore It wasn't then. even streaming. You have to watch it like, uh, I don't know if it was a fucking Saturday. Probably I don't some know. illegal stream yeah, or my, something. Yeah, my mate did it. <laughs> yeah. so I, but you, 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 you competed against Marcelo Garcia, right? Uh, no, not not Garcia. He was at my weight, but I lost to Pablo Popovich. That's right. In the yeah, but isn't that close match to him? Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was a really like you like for from from a MMA perspective because I remember watching and th- thinking like because you know you see a lot of the MMA guys go in there. Yeah, not it, many of them place. Yeah, and they, they might be good grapplers in MMA, but it's a totally different thing when you're just doing with specialists. Yeah. But to take a a, a bronze, that's really high level. Yeah, no, I've been doing a bunch of grappling tournaments and been doing well, you know, beating like world champs and stuff out there in the 
in the grappling, which is pretty cool. Switching from, you know, 15 years focusing solely on MMA and going back and beating world champs in jiu-jitsu is pretty cool. Because you're doing that now, now. At 40 yeah, like, years yeah. old, you're competing. Yeah, winning, yeah, beating a bunch of these guys that got world titles and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Is a, I want to ask you, you know the, the guy um, AJ Agazon? Yeah. You, that's how I say his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, you weren't cool with him, but you trained together now? Don't only train with him. See, he's... He's friends with Nick Diaz, who obviously I'm really good friends with. So I kind of, he'll sometimes be at the same place I'm training. So I'll kind of let it slide. But he knows me mouse off when I pop him again. Oh, so <laughs> how, how did that happen? What, what, what happened? He's just one of those like weird Because you guys. seem like a normal person. <laughs> no, he's just like, he's like, well, people that follow this just who knows. He's like famous for just being a douchebag. Like him and Dylan Dennis, who happened to have both matches with both those guys. They're like the two like most obnoxious guys in jiu-jitsu. Like, I didn't even know who he was because I wasn't really following Jitsu all the time. And I signed up a match, and he was just talking shit the whole time. And he tried, like, pushing me and stuff. So I ended up During slapping. the match or? I think dirt before the match, during the match. So I ended up smacking him a couple times. And I saw him again after that, and he was mouthing off to me again. So I smacked him again. And After the match? <laughs> yeah. And then after that, he kind of started hanging out with Nick. So I just let it be. <laughs> but but he knows i saw him in, i saw him in stockton not too long ago and i'm like oh you can't because he's he was lucky i, I he would mouth off and then when i go after him people would like pull me off him but he saw him in stockton i'm like all right he ain't gonna talk crap here <laughs> wait 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 but but when you say you hit you because i saw the i saw you had the match and yeah. you kind of slapped each other or you, you slapped him and then after the match you kind of slapped him but yeah. then afterwards you got into another time with him too yeah like just in the in another jitsu competition, I ran into him. And he started mouthing off, so I went after him. But then I got pulled off him. So, and then what did you say? You 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 saw him in Stockton. Yeah, but then th- th- there he knew better than to talk shit. Oh, so you didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no one's gonna break it up in Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just you two. Yeah. and he was like, "No, we're cool." Yeah, he was cool there. Yeah, he was cool there. Like, huh. <laughs> but throw, he fights too. throw us in the cage there. Yeah, he's fighting. He's he said, fighting. I, "I don't hate the guy, you know." He's like, "Whatever, I, I'm over it." He's one of those guys that likes to talk a lot of shit, but <laughs> he's a good grappler too, eh? Like the, the level yeah, of grappler yeah, he, that you he beat. He took uh, second ADCC, which yeah. is which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and you you beat him in that in that match, eh? Yeah, at that um, Polaris. All right, and uh, it, is it? Do people want to beat you because you have a big name in MMA in the in the jujitsu scene? Yeah, I'm sure they do. You know, it's I mean, like is that an added? Yeah, I mean, guys want to beat the MMA guys. But I think most of the guys know that I'm not. You know, a lot of the MMA guys, they really go after it figures easy wins. But with me, they know it's not because I've been beating, beating a lot of these guys. Recently beat, like, Murillo Santana, who's one of the top guys in the that, world. That's insane. Yeah. Or Gilbert Burns, another MMA guy who's actually really, really good. But I beat him recently as well, too. Um, Dylan Dennis. So. Yeah, a uh, friend of ours that, that, that um, trained with us a few times, and, and I think, I believe you guys are training together. You guys competed as well. Craig Jones was saying that when you get side control, it's... You, it's it's you're very very heavy in that and you're yeah. very very strong with with your side control physically strong has that always been a thing for you yeah i think i just well i'm thinking physically strong but a lot of us knowing to keep position you know like keeping the face pinned away stuff we're working on today just keeping that shoulder pressure so the guys can't turn into me so that helps and yeah craig jones is that's a phenomenal guy he's uh he's been out training with us he's you know as far as australia i think probably the best guys ever came out of australia for grappling and one of the best in the world i think he's got a good shot of winning adcc this year you reckon he will i mean you're looking at a tournament that tough you can't there's no sure winners but if i looked at, if i looked at that weight he'd be my favorite to win it for sure 
Wow. What is it about Craig that you think would be your favorite? He's just like really putting it together right now because he's been out training in New York. Like he was always phenomenal, but the last few months he's been out training at John Donner's in New York. And I feel like he's uh, sometimes maybe he's lacked a little conditioning and stuff. And now his condition, he's in great shape. He's just training hard, training twice a day, full time. And he's just seems to be putting it all together. Was he strong, Mr. Jake Shields? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, like we were just drilling, we were just drilling light and stuff. But like, <laughs> you're putting on the techniques and, and grabbing me in positions. It was like a vice. Like, yeah. You're like, <laughs> You know, like he put the head and arm on me, the arm triangle, and said, "Okay, now try to move." <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'm not going yeah, anywhere." Sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's just very uh, like the the, the 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 squeeze was just like it was just like a vice. That's exactly how I describe it. It was like a vice trying to roll with you. Yeah, I think I'm like rougher than I realized because I know like Gil Melendez and Nate, they'd always bitch about training with me, but I thought they're I'm like, oh, you guys are just being pussies. Yeah. And then I started training at Hands of Gracious, and those guys are like, fuck, I gotta train with you. I'm like. Am I really that bad? I can't be that bad, am I? Yeah, I don't hurt anyone at least, so I think I'm just a little rough. This is, but I'm not injured. I'm just, just the shoulders and yeah, you just you just work them down, just break them down. I think that's down. what I put a lot of pressure on Ride the head apparently. So so how did it start then? So you went from so then you went to Caesars, yeah, and then you were training there, and then then what happened? Uh, yeah, we trained there for a lot of years. Trained at Caesars, and then you know we never really left Caesars. It's just kind of uh, Gil started train opening a gym in San Francisco, which is where me and Gil lived. And then Nate, Nate and Nick kind of had a gym out in Stockton. So it made more sense for us that, you know, they would train in Stockton, we'd train there. Or they would drive down, train with us, or we'd drive out and train with them. So, you know, none of us left Caesar. Just kind of, we kind of trained our trainer own places. But, but what I'm saying is you, because you were, st- rewinding back a little bit, you were still young. Yeah. And then you just started fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fought a couple fights with Chuck Liddell before I moved to San Francisco. So I had a couple fights there, and like I said, I saw Caesar's team was like uh, was doing really well with David Trell, Gil, uh, Gil Castillo, who was he fought for UFC title. So I saw those guys. So you know, went there. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna come train Caesar's. So yeah, met met Nick, Nate, David Trell, all those guys, and and started training, fought in there for a bunch of years. You fought in Shudo, uh, and you won the the Shudo title. Yeah, but then was it Kikuchi that you lost to? Yeah. I think I beat him there. I think I went beat him there and lost him there. You beat him yeah. and then you lost your yeah. the belt. But from there, you went like 15 fights in a row, eh? Mm-hmm. And in in that, you had some like very, very colorful fights. Yeah, some pretty good fights in that streak. Um, it was during that streak that you fought Henderson? Yeah, I think Henderson, Condent, Kami, I don't know, a bunch of other guys. But it, when you fought Henderson... Can you talk us through that fight? Because that was a massive shot you took, man, in that first. Yeah, that was, uh, we were talking about that earlier. That was one of those fights. Uh, well, I had a lot of pressure in that fight because it was the last fight, my strike force contract, but I want to switch to UFC. So you want to make sure, uh, you want to make sure, you know, you win on those fights when, when, you're, when you don't resign and went out there. and. Uh, so it gave you an easy fight like Henderson. Yes, it gave me an easy <laughs> fight. They're probably like, all right, who, how can we make him lose? Yeah, so, nice so, he does, does, so he doesn't leave a champ. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they brought in Henderson to go at me. And uh, obviously that was... Uh, I just watched him fight Bisping. That's when he knocked him out with that flying punch. So I'm like, all right, don't, don't walk into his uh, right hand. So I walked right towards him. I walked right into his right hand. <laughs> Probably within like 15 seconds, just floored. And then uh, got floored again. But luckily, I was able to keep it together and to get through that first round and come back and uh, dominated the rest of the fight. Does he throw it at a particularly awkward angle? Or? I think he just kind of launches the overhand. I don't know. I don't really remember getting hit. Kind of like walked right into it. You, so you can't remember that? Because you, you were saying to me earlier that you don't 
you thought you slipped yeah i was because i remember being there on the ground and i was like oh how did he get here and then i just fought through it and i went in the uh between rounds i was in the corner and i was like i slipped right and the corner man was just like yeah 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 i don't <laughs> know why they cracked me man. i would ask them later like why didn't you tell me they're like oh i don't want to break your confidence <laughs> <laughs> so i was like all right who's your cornerman uh it was, i think it was gil melendez guitar kazim both of these guys they're both good cornermen but i just i guess it's, no, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe it's the right thing I, to lie to me it made me feel yeah. more confident like oh he can't I he can't knock like, like he can't knock me down <laughs> i think it was a good Cool. Exactly. Like, it gave me confidence. What like, if you oh, were that, sitting in the corner like, dude, you just got floored yeah, twice? twice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. You, you should have seen how you dropped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best part was I think for like three days after I didn't watch the fight and I was just telling everyone like, oh, he didn't knock me down. I feel like he hit you hard. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah, I feel like, man, that hot. And I'm like, no, nah, I just slipped telling everyone. And then I went to watch the fight a few days later and I'm just like, what the fuck? Why did they not tell me? It's like an emperor's new clothes, eh? Everyone's yeah. like, no, no one's telling you that. Yeah, the funny thing is I remember making fun of fighters before when you see them like, when they're like, I didn't get knocked down, I slipped. And you watch that and it's like, oh, you don't realize you got dropped. He slipped on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> did you, do, do you think you went out? I think it was like a split second because I kind of like, when I watched it, I like fully just like collapsed. But luckily it was good refing because I like woke up instantly and was able to come back and start fighting again. I think it was Big John refed it because it's one of those ones a bad ref could have jumped in and stopped it. But do you think the stoppage yesterday was the serenity? No, that was done. Yeah, that was, was yeah I think he was done. He, I, he I, I understand wanting to keep fighting, so I understand how he feels because he's one of those warriors that never wants to stop. But it, to me, it looked like it was the correct one. Well, because I think he like, was, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't defending mm-hmm. at all zero. Yeah, and and that's the thing, like what you're just saying. Then he he will he swear in yeah. a stack of Bibles that he was. Good. Exactly. He probably believes he was, exactly. Because, you know, he didn't see the fight. He probably wakes up and all of a sudden he's like, wait, I'm fine. Why are you stopping the fight? And then uh, also, but, but you could see also that after he does get up, he's still wobbling. He was still wobbling. Exactly. Like he was still like dizzy and walking all over the place. It's just tough, you know, when you're a warrior, you want to keep fighting. And that's I, the... I'm surprised Gaethje stopped hitting him. Like, now Gaethje hit him. No, I know. But then he stopped and he yeah. looked at the ref. And he hit him anyway. And then the ref wasn't doing anything, so he hit him yeah, again. Yeah, Gaethje had to re hit him. He didn't yeah, want yeah. it, but he didn't have and a choice. And then stopped yeah. again. He stopped again and mm-hmm. looked at the ref. And the ref still didn't stop it, so he started hitting him again. And then mm-hmm. the ref, and then the ref came in. And I was like, I would not have stopped. No, Gaethje was being way too nice. I mean, good on him, but it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't stop. I'd keep no way. I'd still be hitting him now. That's why I don't understand. Sometimes you see fans bitching like, oh, you hit him an extra shot. It's like, dude, you're in there fighting. You're not thinking. You're just you're trying to win the fight. Yeah, they don't stop you there and then. Yeah, I don't want like, him to get back oh, off. Oh, yeah, your adrenaline's going. You're just saying, put this guy away. You're not worried about hitting him an extra time. Yeah, because like people don't realize that you don't want the fight to go on. No. <laughs> Fighting's hard, dude. Yeah. I want you to stop this right exactly. now. You want to get out there and get paid. <laughs> get out. Yeah, I, want to, I want to win and be done with it now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drag this on yeah. and just have a great fight. No. Yeah. I mean, you're, not, you're not trying to get fight of the night. You're trying to get like a knockout. <laughs> yeah, yeah I hope it's a shit fight. <laughs> yeah, you never, you never want that fight of the night bonus. <laughs> yeah, where you were two guys slug it out mm-hmm. for 25 minutes. Now I want yeah. a 30-second win and then I'm home. Like, yeah, like, like, both those Romero fights. You're like, yeah, those aren't the kind of fights you want all the time. That's <laughs> 50. <laughs> The, fan, the, fan, the fans love them, but yeah. yeah, that's fifty minutes of fighting. That's a, that's yeah, too much. That's a lot. Yeah, were you, you were homeschooled, eh, Jake? Uh, to like sixth grade. Did you like being homeschooled? It was okay. You know, it's well. Luckily, I was super social still because we were wrestling and parents having involved in other stuff. Because if not, you can get too isolated because we mm-hmm. kind of lived like out a little ways from town. So it was good in that end. We were, you know, I lived like a bunch of acreage and land, so I was able to to do a lot physically. No. What what kind of stuff did you do growing up? Uh, well, I was always into wrestling, and then I was in the area with lots of like mountain bike riding, snowboard mountains by there. So I was able to do lots of uh, lots of outdoor activities. Your your who homeschooled you? Like who? Uh, my mom. And she, was she a teacher or something, or she just? Not really. 
she just decided to send to school, I guess. Oh, right, cool. So. Was the school very far away for you? Yeah, a little bit. It wasn't, wasn't too bad. That's what I got after, you know, got sixth grade. I decided to start, start going to regular school. What was it? Was it, was it like, was it weird being homeschooled by your mom? I mean, that would, that's, yeah, that's what I was doing. So it didn't seem weird at the time. If you think yeah. about it, if I'd gone to school first, then it'd probably be weird, but that's just what I was doing. So what, it didn't seem weird. What was the transition like when you went from homeschool to? To me, it, was, it wasn't bad. I think some people can be a little difficult mm. if you get like, you're not socialized enough, maybe. You see some yeah. guys go in, they have a hard time like adjusting. But I think because I'd started wrestling and I, yeah, was, you were in and I was pretty somewhere. good with that. So I like, so you have confidence from that. So you don't feel weird. And then you already knew people because, you know, the guys in the school. So it didn't feel weird at all. Yes, so you were wrestling a lot and you were like, you're hanging out with all these yeah, your friends. Yeah, so to me, it was like an out. easy transition. Yeah, yeah, but I think, yeah. But I think that's the downside to it. Some people can be a tough transition if they're not like, hanging out with a bunch of other kids and also they can feel weird. Yeah, you don't, develop, you don't develop those social skills, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Mm. You know who else was homeschooled? You know, Priscus? Yeah. He was homeschooled. Yeah? Yeah. He's a very social guy too. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that just depends on the person a lot too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess like the, the amount of social activity you're having outside of the study. Yeah, that's why I think it's yeah, so like, huge. Luckily, <clears throat> parents are smart enough to know like to put in a bunch of other social activities yeah. so you don't get like isolated. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you homeschool your kid and then don't do any social activities yeah, then and the, you're just home all the time yeah that's probably not not healthy for him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was coaching at a school once and there was a kid that had been homeschooled and and but he didn't he, he had no social yeah. interactions like they like literally totally isolated none. him yeah dude and when i met this kid like i was fucking scared of him he was like one of those kids that will kill like yeah, everyone like, in the you school. gotta get this kid like yeah, yeah i was like super nice to him. yeah, yeah like, hey, the ones are a little weird i'm always really nice to him so i'm like okay if they come and shoot the place up they won't shoot me yeah hopefully. i'll be like you remember me man yeah, be- no we're good we're good <laughs> this guy was so weird man. um and so your your dad who who's since passed yeah he was he was your manager as well. Yeah, he ended up taking over uh, managing me. So as you guys probably know, there's not a ton of good managers in the sport. So luckily, uh, when he realized that, he got involved and uh, you know did a phenomenal job job of uh, managing me. Because so. I remember you took a fight not long after he'd passed. Yeah, that was one of those things. Probably should have pulled out, but you Who know did such you a fight? mess. Uh, Ellen Burr, which is a terrible fight for me. It's one of those things. Looking back, I wish I'd have pulled over because I was my head wasn't on straight at all. But you're just kind of it's hard to pull out fights when you're fighters. Is all you know, you're just like. So yeah. you don't know how to pull a fight. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe it'll keep my mind distracted. But instead, I think I was just complete uh, not there. And you never want to just yeah. pull out a fight. So you... It's just hard to pull out a fight. So you're in one of those situations, you don't really know what to do. And I'm like, oh, I, must, I guess I'll go fight. Maybe it'll help. And then you... instead, I went out there and fought like shit, which you know makes it even worse. But Your dad would have been relatively young eh, at the time. Yeah, like 67. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's young. Yeah, exactly. that's some real, real sorry to hear that. Because that, that, to me, well, my dad's 81 now, right? Yeah. And like, you know, if he... I'm not ready for him to go. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, yeah. And people people think like, oh, yeah, well, you're this age or whatever. And no, like, you're yeah. never ready, man. It was tough, too, because he's like my manager. So I talked to him like almost every day. So it's one of those like, oh, shit, this is tough. Mm. He helped put my camps together and all that. So all of a sudden, you're like, fuck, what do I do? Because your, your old man's involved a lot with you with you as well. Like different. He's not like a manager <clears> or not, but he's always there. Yeah. No. Telling uh, cracker jokes, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible jokes. He's got some fucking jokes. Telling the bad jokes. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Like my no, dad would I, do. <laughs> I, I can't think about it. And right now, I don't even want to talk about yeah. it because the, the idea destroys me. Because I'm not, I'm, no one's ready. No, no exactly. Like I said, because I was so close to my dad. They talked to him much every day. He was at all the fights. You're just kind of like, oh shit, what do you do? Yeah. And that's why I'm like, fuck. I, it's all you know. You're like, fuck, I guess I'm going there and fight still. Yeah. Well, because I, honestly, you're, you're a fighter. Yeah. It's yeah, what you it's, do. It's what we you're do. Not gonna, exactly. You're not going to say, oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't, I can't fight. I'm not feeling very good. Yeah. Well, and then my dad's manager, so he probably would have pulled me out of the fight, but he died. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
And you do need the people there to help. To help you with that stuff, yeah. yeah it's so much to, easier when you have someone like helping you that, you know. And to protect you from yourself mm-hmm. too as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. So he, you, you and him were very close. Yeah, yeah. And he, you, you, he did all your pro fights more or less up until that point? He did like after my first two, he started managing me. Yeah, I did all of them. Fuck, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and it was great, you know, having someone who was, he was naturally good at that stuff. She could have been like a lawyer or something. So he was great with all the contracts and negotiating deals and, and whatnot. What did he do? He was actually in construction, which was completely opposite, but he's a guy that should have been a lawyer, but just kind of ended up doing the, got into construction and carpentry and stuff. But, but did he do, because uh, the guy from Kaplan that used to help manage Rob as well, mm-hmm. before we got Titus, um, he was, he's like owns a building company, a Kaplan building uh-huh. company. But um, did your dad deal with a lot of the contracts in building and whatnot? Not really, I don't think, but he's just, for some reason, he was just really naturally good with all the paperwork, the, that type of stuff. Are you good with paperwork? Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do anything to do paperwork. Fucking hell. Um, all right, I want to ask you about a couple of fights, like um, the Carlos Condit fight. Yeah. Can you tell us about that fight? Yeah, that was a Rumble in the Rock tournament. That was actually two fights in one night. So I fought Kami first, which that was a tough fight. That guy's tough. <laughs> He's a strong dude. So I had that and then fought Condit right after, which, you know, obviously another fight, another tough fight. So that was a... But straight off the back of it. Yeah, back-to-back fights. So it was, wow. And both of us went the distance. So 30 minutes fighting in a night. Even worse than 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so sore and tired after. Yeah, and the, yeah but it's, it's different because you have to fight another person. <laughs> yeah, it's almost worse, I think. And Condit had like a one-minute fight. I was going to say. He went armbarred the guy in like a second. I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he comes in all fresh. I'm all wore out from a battle with a commie. Yeah. So. And, and uh, what was – both those guys are good. Yeah. I think uh, – I think stylistically, Kami gave me. I mean, I think Kami gave me a tougher fight because it was so hard to take down and lanky and strong and uh, like throwing knees. So it was a lot of like clinch work and fighting against the cage. So it was one of those like tough grinding fights. And Condit stylistically, they would take him down pretty easy and uh, and pound on him. And I didn't really watch that fight, but I think I was. Uh, I think I was pretty dominant. I haven't watched that fight in so many years, but. <laughs> oh, Kami, he fought for the middleweight belt in the UFC against Anderson. Mm-hmm. Did Did he not? He lost to he Anderson once before, but he, then he fought Anderson again, didn't he? Yeah, well, Anderson, I'm trying to think. Cause I know he fought Anderson. Anderson got DQ'd for an illegal kick. For the up kick. That I was supposed in- to fight Anderson, and then he, I wasn't to fight Anderson, but then he uh, fought Kami instead. But I think they fought again in the UFC. I think you're right. I think. I'm not sure. But I could be wrong. But um, you, you fought Condit, who held the interim belt, and you, mm-hmm. and you beat him. Yeah. And then... Um, the Robbie Lawler, he fought. Yeah, him strike force as well. Got him with a guillotine choke. What was that fight like? Luckily, it went really good for me. It was one of those fights that went went pretty fast. You know, went in there. We were standing up for a minute or two, and then they got in a clinch and did like a jumpy guillotine. So it was over within maybe two two three minutes. So that's that's what you want. Those fights where you're in and out. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Didn't get. I don't think he really landed anything on me. So. And he hits like fucking like a truck, eh? Yeah, luckily nothing really landed, but he was throwing some bombs at me. <laughs> Did he catch you with anything? No, nothing landed clean. So another guy I fought that threw us some bombs that luckily didn't land was um, Paul Daly. That guy was, he didn't land him on me, but he was throwing some bombs at me. I'm like, oh man, this guy's launching them. He can, he, he can fight, but. Yeah, luckily they weren't landing, but they were coming right next to me. I'm like, oh man, I don't want hit by this guy. That's one of my favorite fights was um, Nick Diaz versus Paul Daly. It oh, only man. went one round. That's probably the best one rounder of all time. Yeah, that, one round that's fight, a- those guys just go at it. Dude, they, that was the back and forth one, yeah. Yeah, Nick, Nick, I'm knocking him out, but like, Nick, Nick got dropped first. And yeah, I, I've back. seen, I've actually seen that fight. 
I think I, I told you. I think, yeah, it's I think, yeah, I think one, one round Nick fight you'll see. It's about the best and, four minutes of action you can yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, because I saw, you see Nick get dropped mm-hmm. and then drop daily and it was crazy. Yeah, Nick's just so tough. He just out, you know, just out tells people the mental toughness and cardio. So he, he just broke daily with the pressure he kept on him. Yeah. Once daily dropped when he got back up, started coming after him. And I think daily's just like, oh man, this guy's, this guy won't quit. Yeah. You fought, so those three guys that we're talking about mm-hmm. that you fought, Nick fought him too. Did he fight? I don't think he fought Condit though. Did he? I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he, he fought Condit. He, he, I mean, he didn't, he didn't fight Okami. I mean, oh, no, no, no. But Condit, yeah, Condit, yeah. Ro- right, yeah. Robbie Lawler and there was some and Daly. They're the three guys that I'm. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did fight all those. So, so he fought yeah, those knocked, three guys. Knocked out Lawler. That was a that was a great fight. Was, Were you there? Yeah, fight. he was a huge underdog on that fight. I remember at the time. Were you in the corner? I don't think I was in the corner, bro. I was there. I went and wrote and bet money on him because he's such a big underdog. What did you think when um? Dude, I was watching him. Like, what, what, were you, what was going through your mind? Because I remember w- watching it from home, and I was thinking, why is this kid so fucking angry? <laughs> he was so fucking angry. Yeah, Nick was angry when he was young. Exactly. I think we thought he was going to try to take him down, but I think Nick was pissed off because everyone thought that he was going to knock him out, so he went out there to prove a point. His stubborn attitude was like, oh, I think I knocked me out. I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> and it worked. Risky game plan, but that's, you know, Nick, crazy. And uh, were you there for Anderson? Were you in his corner fight against Fortunately, him? I wasn't at that one. I think I was like out of the country. I already had a trip booked, and then he got the fight. So, so I missed that fight. But that was a, that was another close fight. Yeah, that was a good fight. Yeah. I and that's when you start to. See, I, I don't know. To me, I've always been a fan, but you start to see like, fuck, that's how good Nick yeah. Diaz is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Anderson was still coming up, yeah, like, not coming up, but Anderson was still still at his peak. Yeah, yeah, still Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fuck, mate, they went at it too in in that fight. Yeah, yeah, Nick's tough. Um, Woodley, man, that's another tough guy. That's a, uh, he he hits hard. He's just a tough, really really tough takedown. He's he's an elite wrestler too. So that was another tough fight. But yeah, luckily got the win on that one. How, how did you get past that? Because like that was one of the fights that people were like, oh, well, you know, Woodley, you wouldn't be able to take Woodley down, so to speak. Yeah, I just kept pressure forwards pressure on him. I was trying to take him down, but he was you know staying really low and backing up the whole time. So I think I just beat him by out hustling him, outworking him, you know, throwing more strikes, being more aggressive, going for takedowns, just being the aggressor. So I outworked him. When you see Nick Diaz and Nate Diaz, they fight with that come forward pressure, mm-hmm. boxing style, etc. What's that like to deal with when you're training with it's him? It's tough, man. They, they don't get tired and they keep coming and keep throwing punches. So everyone's like, oh, they don't hit that hard. And it's like, yeah, but the amount of punches they're throwing and they got they snap. You know, they they hurt they hurt more than they look when they turn them over. Those are tough tough boxers. Man, it looks like it hurts. To yeah, me. You know? sometimes you see fans like, oh, they're not hitting that hard. And it's like, yeah, get hit by them. Yeah, <laughs> and then you put on the small gloves. Exactly, because they don't realize they're, they're turning those snaps and yeah, those punches. You don't need and, yeah. you don't need to hit hard for the small gloves. Mm-hmm, like, exactly, the volume kills. <laughs> exactly, so they, they just throw combos together. Yeah, and they they do you, did you do you box with? Them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like boxing those guys, they're, they're tough. So you do you have the same boxing trainer that they do? No, because their box trainers out like it's in Stockton, and we're, we're out in San Francisco, so it's kind of a far drive. So I mean, I've worked with the guy a little bit, but not like all the time like they do. Are they? Are they? They did they start boxing from as little kids? No, I think they started jiu-jitsu first and got into boxing. They were fighting, and then they they found that guy and talked him into training him. Talked him into it. Well, I think he was training pro boxers, so he didn't really have much interest in training MMA guys. But I think they just kind of kept bothering him, and he slowly started training him. And then, like, oh, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> What's your who's your who's your main striking coaches in that? Um, mostly guy Tarek Azim in San Francisco. Worked with him for a while. Worked with a few other guys here and there. But that was the primary guy. 
Okay. Do you like striking? Oh, I do. I mean, I honestly I like jujitsu more, but I do like striking. Because what are, one of the things I've heard from a lot of people is that you hit a lot harder than people think you do. Yes, yeah, guys always spar me. They're like, oh damn, you're like you're a lot better than I think. My style looks a little awkward, but I'm but I'm hard to hit and pretty good at landing shots. So. How do you deal with like uh, like with the like uh, one of the someone that watches the podcast asked me to ask this. Um, when when you have like uh, fought, like there's tension between say Nick and Nate Diaz and someone else, uh-huh. and then you but you train with them still and et cetera et cetera. How does that does that how do you monitor that? Well, I mean, ultimately, I always have Nick and Nate's back. So if stuff ever breaks down, if we're fighting those guys, I won't train with that person. Or if a fight breaks loose, but for the most part, you know, it's like I said, I'm friends with GSP. I know Nick don't love him, but obviously I got Nick's back first. Like I said, Nick's friends with uh, AJ, who I'm not friends with, but I know I know Nick ain't going to back him up if anything goes down. So like I'm loyal to those guys. They're like brothers to me. We trained so long. Why doesn't Nick like GSP? Because uh, Nick don't like anyone he might fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, he can't. I think it's his way. He doesn't want to like anyone that he might fight. He likes to like not like you. I can relate so to that. I don't think he likes any hard. 70 pounders. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate everybody in the middle. Exactly. Division. You're like, yeah, it's good to make yourself hate these people. Yeah. It's like, I don't hate them in the in, in the sense that like I go home and just yeah. wish ill things on them. But like, I don't want to see them. No, you don't want to be friends <laughs> with the guys you might fight. That's nah, like, that's like yeah. the worst. <laughs> yeah. Have you had to fight friends? Uh, never close friends because I try not to be friends with guys around my way either that I might fight. You just don't want to be friends with these guys. How are you going to fight someone that's your friend? yeah. But you you've know. never, you've never had that. I'll be cool with guys after I fight them, but not before. Nah, I try to like not get close to anyone that I might fight. Uh, did mm. you ever have to fight anyone that was your friend? Yeah, in the Ultimate Fighter House, I had to fight Xavier. Oh, that must suck. Yeah, so like we, I was, I was in like the, the tough house sort of thing. Uh huh. And um, helicopters. <laughs> it's an actual helicopter. This yeah. Time. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the, it's not as washing. Sometimes I put washing on, yeah. and it sounds like <laughs> a helicopter. Yeah, it messes yeah. it up. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so we, we had like a tough house, uh-huh. but the, the way that the tough house was Australia versus England. Okay. And so like, you were in a team. Yeah, so you kind of have to become friends with them. Yeah, so like we, we were becoming, we, we became friends, like we were team bonding. Yeah. Because that's the way they made it. And then I think the, I ended up the way all the draws worked, worked out, I had to end up fighting right at the end of the show, I yeah, had to fight sucks. my friend. And, and yeah. you've been training with them the whole time. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that's that's terrible. It was one, it was one of the. Guess you got no choice. It was one of the few guys in the house that I re- genuinely yeah. liked. <laughs> it was such that's a, hard going out there and trying to hurt someone you like. Such a good spirit. Like, people don't realize the sport. You have to go out there and want to hurt the guy. You know, if you're out there fighting, you better be trying to hurt the guy, or you might get hurt. So it's yeah. it's tough, like turning it, switching your head to where you're trying to hurt someone. You have to. You have to. But yeah, it was. It was and, very it, and it isn't like I've heard. I've had conversations with people, and they're like, "Nah, nah, you can just take it as a sport," and you're like. Dude, you can die in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not- I mean, yeah, you literally can die or you might have to kill someone. It's like you don't, you never want to, but you, if you're doing this sport, you better be willing to, to die or kill someone because it could happen. Yeah, they're gonna, if, if you gave them a chance to, to take the shot, mm-hmm. they'd take it. Yeah, so you, you have to be willing yeah, to take you be, that You shot. better take that guy out than him take you out. Exactly, you have to have that attitude in there. Um, you used to train with Fitch as well? Fitch a little bit. Kostjik? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But you never fought them, eh? No, you fought Fitch. Yeah, didn't you? I fought Fitch. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that. We were never like close, though. Really, I trained them a little bit, but we were never like close. Ah, uh, I thought I thought you you were friends, closer friends. Yeah, I'm them. like I was cool with them, but never like close. I trained with them a few times. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, trained with like Khabib down there a few times. He's tough. What's Khabib like as a grappler? Like, of course, <laughs> everyone's going to say, "Fab, he's a fucking good grappler," and I understand that they already know. But I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, no, his style yeah. is a little different because it's um, 
really good wrestling, I guess with a Sambo mix. So he's not like crazy submissions he's throwing at you, but he's really hard to take down, really hard to submit, really hard to do much to. It's really strong. I mean, it's obviously phenomenal. Just good, good ground control. How big is he when he's just walking around? He's like my size. <laughs> I think he might have got a little. I think after he missed weight, he got a little bit smaller. But we'd spar and we'd be like the same size. I'm like, dude, this guy's a 55 pounder. How's he make weight? So he's your size. Close, maybe a couple pounds less. But I think he's probably like 190 or something. At least Jeez. 185. Fuck, that's a big guy for. I think he might pounds. have slimmed down a little bit because I was sparring with him a few years ago. I know he missed weight one time. I think mm. he looked, it looked like his body got a little smaller after that. I think he might have maybe lifted a little less or just dieted down more or something. Mm. That's still massive. He's still really big He's a though. Big guy. But yeah, I think it have. I think his organs started shutting down or something from cutting too much water. My last one. And you were telling me you were this size, which is like 88 kilos, which yeah. is like 190 or something? Yeah, a little over 190, probably yeah. 193 or something right now. That's that's how big you were when you were fighting at middleweight? Yeah, I was never really, maybe like one or two kilos more, but yeah, I never could, could get above like 200 pounds. Was that was that very hard for you to fight guys at, at middleweight? Uh, I always felt good fighting there. I mean, ultimately, I'm a lot smaller than a lot of those guys, but I never I never felt uh, that weak or anything against them. I felt a little, they're a little slower, so I felt a little faster. That was nice. Did you do you prefer fighting at one seventy? Uh, either way, you know, I mean, I've done well at middleweight, but sometimes the guys do feel strong and they hit hard. Is the cut very hard for you for seventy seven? Uh, it's it's never easy, but I mean, I always I never miss weight, so. All those years fighting, I never missed, never missed a weight at least. Because I was watching you today when you came in, and I was yeah. me and Alex was were talking because, like, would have like, there's a big size difference mm-hmm. between you and Rob. Like when when I was watching you, yeah, and I was thinking like, you you you, you didn't just fight there; you held titles, yeah. being a smaller guy with a grapple grapple heavy um, game. Like you would have had to control big strong guys at, at that weight yeah i think stylistically i do pretty well with bigger guys because you know they're not quite as fast and stuff but ultimately that's why i mostly fought 170 because i realized the elite guys at that size it does make a difference and that's why they're just so big now some of the, especially nowadays guys are cutting so much weight what are some of the um craziest stories you have from you just fighting in that in and think things that have happened to you in that in your fight career um I can't think of anything. Been in some crazy brawls. Some. Uh... <laughs> what What happened with the? Were you there when Nick fought KJ Nunes? No, that was in Hawaii. I missed that one. Unfortunately, the, the big old brawl broke out there. Another Nick, Nick's managed to get in a few brawls. <laughs> and that was he. He got cut. A eh? KJ Nunes cut him. Did he? I can't remember what happened in that. Yeah, brawl. I remember was, there was a brawl there. I can't remember exactly what happened. It was. He'd cut KJ, uh, KJ Noon's cut Nick, and they stopped it. It was Elite, elite XC. Oh, yeah, it was Elite XC. And I mean, there was Elite yeah. XC in Hawaii. I remember there was a brawl, but it wasn't at that one. I can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah. And then there was, uh, you had the, the situation with uh, Mayhem, Mayhem Miller. Mayhem had a big brawl there. Because you beat him? Yeah, because I beat him before, and he was bitter about that. And then he called you out or something when you, when you, you'd won the belt, eh? Yeah, so I think he was, he was bitter. But what happened? Did he push you? Did he say something? He jumped in to take the mic out of my hand. So I think that's from where? I, where did he jump in from? He just hopped over the cage, and that's when I went to hit him. And then I think Nick was right there, and Nate, and kind of we kind of he was training with Henderson at the time, so we figured it'd be a brawl. So we kind of all went after him. And Henderson's guys obviously weren't that close to him, so they're like, ah, we're staying out of it. <laughs> so we were expecting a big brawl, and all of a sudden it's just mayhem getting mopped up. <laughs> so he was there with Henderson's people. Yeah, because he was training at that camp at the time. But he obviously wasn't that close to him because they kind of just backed out and we started mobbing him. 
That's so good. But yeah, we thought a big giant brawl was gonna break out, yeah. but yeah, his boys are like, mm. like, yeah, we're not that close to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, so, so it was like, um, <laughs> it was like a preemptive strike kind of thing. Yeah, like pretty you, much. Like you, you guys weren't. So, in fairness, like, cause I guess it gives a different perspective. You didn't necessarily go in there to, to or jump him. Oh no, not at all. I had no intention of jumping him. I was like giving an interview, and he's grabbed. Like after a fight, I guess you know your your adrenaline's pumped up. You're not like in a regular. You're getting your like I said. You're getting yourself ready to kill someone or die, and you're in there giving an interview. And he goes up and tries grabbing the mic out of my hand. So I didn't think. I just started hitting him, and then I think you know Nick Nate seen the same thing. Just went after him. It's so. It wasn't like it wasn't like we were, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like we were planning on doing it. You just react sometimes. Yeah, and, and like. You guys are all fighters, mm-hmm. and the atmosphere is in the octagon. Everything is like, yeah, you're pumped up. Yeah. We, it is, it is a, it is a short fuse away from everything. Exploding. Yeah, you don't realize you get yourself in it. That's what's funny. Earlier, I was saying like you see these the MMA journalists like after the Khabib fights, like oh that was disgraceful, this and that. This just shows how disconnected they are from fighting. Like how are they a journalist of a sport when most of these guys have never been in a fight, never punched anyone, mm-hmm. never been punched in the face, and they're like. Surprised when someone gets pumped up when their adrenaline's worked. Like that's what happens. We're in there. We're in there fighting. So it's so easy just to like lose it. You know, sometimes guys with a stare off, they they hit each other. It's just because you're you're getting yourself in a in a fighting state of mind. You can't just you know turn it off, turn it on, and turn it off instantly. And also, I think like the UFC, not that it's right or wrong. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The UFC like wants that. Like they want like you to say all sorts of outlandish shit. Like, yeah. That if you if you said it in any other sport, you'd get sanctioned. Like, yeah. You wouldn't, if I said something, if I played football and I said something about your position halfback or quarterback in the US, mm-hmm. about his mom and his religion and yeah. his ethnicity and whatnot, you'd probably be banned from playing. Yeah, like, but the, UFC is encouraging Yeah, it. they're like, say it, say it, say it. And you think like, it doesn't, like that dude, yeah, yeah actually said. Yeah, when someone yeah. wants to punch you afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah, like. They're in disrespect someone for a month and like, they expect us to be okay with it. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to be, you know yeah, what I mean? it's not like you can just say those things and like, oh, we're cool after. It's like, no, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hit you with a exactly. brick if I see you down the street. And, and I think that's hard for, for, I think, fans to understand. Like, like, you can talk like that and you can act like that, but when it's done... Yeah, you're like, not necessarily just going to be cool. Instantly. Yeah, you change a channel and you're watching something else on TV, but Jake Shields, a person, and yeah. Tom, whoever, they're going to walk out of there and see each other in the lobby and mm-hmm. it might not be finished. Yeah, exactly. I know, like, recently the Masvidal thing, people were giving him crap for hitting Ben Askren after he was dropped. And it's like, I mean, I'm cool with Ben Askren, but the guy, like, talked crap about him for, like, a month straight and then they're surprised that he wanted to hit him an extra punch. It's like, uh, get over it. I think even Ben Askren accepted it yeah I mean, <laughs> like, even he like, said yeah, it yeah, yeah, like no. Mazo, like well, the ref didn't stop me why wouldn't i hit him <laughs> yeah let, yeah let alone exactly that it's like we, we were speaking about it earlier we want the fight to finish yeah it's like you're not trying to yeah i'm gonna try and hit you as much as i can mm-hmm. until someone literally drags me away mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, did you say you trained with kabib oh uh, yeah didn't the diaz brothers and yourself have a brawl or were you there <laughs> the, were you the, there yeah, there was a brawl i was when i was fighting so I was fighting um, Polaris, and they broke out with a brawl. But that's the second brawl that they had. Uh, that was, I think, the only brawl between Khabib and Nate. But when you fought Polaris, which we'll get to in a sec, yeah. that was reasonably recent. Yeah, yeah. But back, 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 back in time, when Nick or Nate threw a drink, and there was a big brawl. With, with Khabib's Khabib? Pe- yeah, with Khabib's people. I know there was a brawl at that fight. I don't know if there was a second one. So I know Khabib was, like, I think, trying to take a selfie with Nate in the background, and Nate saw it, so he walked over and like slapped Khabib. 
and then a big brawl broke out. That's the second time, but when was the first one then? The first one was at another, like a, a more local kind of event, and it was a, it was a massive fight. It started in the because there was a massive one in Vegas. I think I was after for, if I was there when they fought the other time. Yeah, I haven't trained with Khabib since they got in a fight. I was like, all right, I got to stay out of this. <laughs> oh, so, so I, I mean, I'm still cool with Khabib, but I'm not going to like train with him or anything. So they actually had a punch up, Khabib and Nate. I think Nate slapped him. I was in the I was in the cage at the time, so I couldn't exactly. Involved. <laughs> you were a little <laughs> occupied. I'm pretty sure he slapped him. And a big brawl, like there's a big brawl, like out in the casino and stuff, because the Dagestani guys are tough, the Stockton guys are tough, so like they're everyone's down to fight. And they all had a punch up. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was like a casino in Vegas. There was like a brawl between them. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, when you fought Paul Harris, because that's what I was going to ask you, and then we kind of yeah. went on to this. <laughs> eye gouges. He, he actually eye gouges. Yeah, pe- people like think, like people are always like, oh, you know, he was putting his finger in his eye. That's not what he was doing. You know, I had him mounted, like beating the crap out of him. He was taking his thumbs, like putting them in my eyes, trying to gouge my eyes out. Like I should have just like, not answered the not you know answered the the bell the third round and 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 contested the fight because the ref wasn't interfering i kept telling the ref he's trying to gouge my eyes out and the ref kept being like oh no, no don't worry about it i'll take care of it and my whole eyes were just like you could, i mean I put a photo up photo up after yeah, my I've eyes were almost that. like gouged out that. it was like scary because it wasn't like his fingers eyes he was literally trying to just gouge my eyes out over and over because he knew the fight was about lost you know i had mount i was like dominating him and then he just started gouging my eyes and when you feel like you're gonna lose your eyes it gets pretty scary so i went in there not being able to see in the third round Again, it's me being stupid and stubborn, thinking, oh, I'll just fight not being able to see. That, that's the thing. Like, you watched uh, yesterday. I don't know if you, you, you saw it. Eh? But you, did you hear about it? Todd Duffy, how he got eye gouged? No. I don't think the guy meant it. But uh, still. Oh, yeah. I, saw, I watched the fight, but I, I, didn't, I didn't see it well. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see the eye gouge well. Like, can you explain it to me? I, I think he went to... I think he well, went to... Because it was on the fence. Yeah, he went to, like, move away from him. Like, or push him off kind of thing. And he's... Thumb went in the eye. How much? Because like when I was watching it, it didn't look like a lot. Like I, I, I don't think like I never really like would had my eyes think, but and you'd probably be better than us to think. Yeah. But I don't think it has to like you can just have like that on your. Sometimes you get like the whole thing pushed like that, and it's not that bad if it goes into eyelid. But I think if you just got your actual eyeball scratched, it might. So be. so did Duffy say that he can't see? He said he was seeing double. And and then he stopped, you know. And I think like he copped a lot of criticism for it, but um, I think it's one of those things like what you're saying. Yeah, like, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm stupid. I couldn't see, and I was telling the ref, I can see, I can see. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's the yeah. Like, that was the case where I should have been honest. Like, yeah, I can't see the guy trying to gouge my eyes out, but instead of telling I could see when I couldn't. And that's I think when you need someone to be like, yeah, no, nah, dude, like, you yeah, fucking can't like, see. Yeah. Was was that Duffy fighter no contest? It might have been because it was in the first round like that. I don't know mm. what the rules are like that. Because I've been hit in the eye, like, like yeah. punched in the actual eye, like, <laughs> like taking a knuckle to the eyeball, and I see double. Yeah. Like you see double. Like when, you, when the eye gets any sort of trauma, you kind of yeah. unfocuses for a bit. And you see yeah, it's double. tough when you can't see. I mean, only I, I, that was the only time I've had eye issues during that Polaris fight, but yeah, it sucks you, you, you can't see. Yeah, your situation is a little different. Yeah. Than do it, do it I've, seen, yeah, I've seen double when Henderson hit me. I think that was the other time in the fight when I was like seeing double. That wasn't from the eye, though. That was just from the shot. I was like <laughs> yeah. seeing like the double vision. <laughs> he put your th- the thumbs in Yeah, it wasn't his hands. He was taking the thumbs trying to gouge my eyes out. And he just kept doing it over and over. And the ref was just like, they kind of they kind of like low-level fired that ref after. They didn't like... Nevada kind of acted like he didn't do anything wrong, but then like, they did get rid of him at least. 
can't remember who that was name. I know he was famous for being a bad ref. Yeah, I know who it is. He was a guy who was famous for being terrible, and then they never used him after that again. But they didn't like say like, oh, he messed up. They're just kind of like, yeah, we need to get this guy out of here. Did is that the only thing that will happen with Paharis? He I got think, banned I think permanently he banned him for life. That. I think after that, yeah, yeah. I think that, that was, was kind of the final straw. Cause he'd already been banned for like holding submissions too long. Yeah, been banned from a lot of different things. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah everything. See, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing the photo you put up, and um, as well as, and then like all the reports and everything. And yeah, then, <laughs> I remember seeing the last one, which was like, "Paris banned for life." Yeah, I was like, "How did that get stopped in the fight?" The guy, that's what was it saying. I can't believe the ref didn't stop it. I kept telling the ref, "Like he's doing it again." I, the ref's like, "Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it." Like you're not though. I think the photo is like him doing. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> did like, um. Sorry. No, that's it. Like that's the photo they yeah. use. He's His like he's, he's like eyes. this. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you seen that um, submission grappling match? Uh, Avalan versus uh, Palhares. Is it Avalan? Am I saying the name I right? Think so. I know you're talking about. I don't think I've seen that match though. Is it a good match or? No, the one where they he rolls off the mat with a heel. Hook. Oh, I have seen that, and he kept yeah. cranking it, right? Yeah, but but then he he escaped it, and then I, I was watching the match. And I was thinking, don't do it. You know how they restart yeah, you? They the restart solution. you in the same position. He it. Dude, he, he's like, you know, you ready? You ready? Yeah, cool, cool. And dude, he, he did it like the guy, he ripped the guy's leg, man. And I, I was like, when I was watching, I was thinking about, I was thinking to the guy that was getting heel hooked. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, dude, don't, st- just fucking tap now. Like, yeah. Fuck. Um, would, you, would you compete with him again? I wouldn't. There's no reason to compete against a guy like that. He's just... Uh, you know, someone's gonna cheat that bad. Why? And why? Why give the guy a chance to make any money? And hurt you permanently? Exactly. When it, when it's because like, I wonder that why yeah. do people compete? And everyone them? always bitches about him holding submissions too long. But to me, gouging the eyes eye is a lot worse than that. Yeah, that's like Fuck. you lose your vision. Yeah, but actually, uh, Gordon Ryan's competing against him soon, which I trained with him out in uh, out in New York. So hopefully, he'll break something of him. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's gonna, <laughs> yeah, I think Gordon will. Gordon will smash him. He's a lot bigger. Like I said, I was I was destroying him until he started gouging my eyes. He he went up against uh, Gary Tonum. That was a great match. Yeah, That's one of the best grappling matches. Yeah, and that that was that was mental. Yeah, as they well. went at it. I think it was technically. I think it was good, a draw with the rules, but I think Gary got the better of him for sure. Almost tapped him a couple of times. They they had some good. They had a good role. Is he super strong? He's fairly strong, but not like insanely strong. Not as strong as he looks. I feel like I was overpowering him. And and when when he did you were you out for ages with your eyes like that? Uh, training wise, I was able to train fairly, fairly soon back, took a few weeks off and I was able to start training, you know, had vision was a little messed up for a few weeks, but luckily no, no serious damage. Imagine that. That's terrifying. The fact the thing, like he actually damaged yeah. your eyes. And then Nevada suspended me after that Before? because <laughs> I punched him after. So I was like, really having to get suspended for punching this dude after he's gouging my eyes. Oh yeah, you did too. Yes. Yeah. He did the Kimura thing, yeah, and then he didn't let go with the Kimura either. Yeah, on top, of, yeah, I wasn't yeah, even. I thing is, I wasn't even clip. mad about the old. I was so mad about the eyes. Everyone's like, "Oh, he held this mission too too long." I'm like, "Yeah, did you see the guy gouge my eyes out?" I'm more concerned about that. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Nevada. Yeah, I can't believe Nevada suspended me after that. How long were you suspended? I think for? it was like three months or something, but still. Yeah. The yeah. fact that it suspended me at all and like fined me is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Big big fine. I think it was a few thousand bucks, but still, it shouldn't be anything after. Uh, no, you shouldn't. No, you that should pay that. I wouldn't fucking, yeah. I wouldn't fucking pay that. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck it. So, what's, what's next for you? Like, what are you. I basically just been doing submission stuff. You know, I'm not like officially retired. I would possibly fight if it was a fight that interests me, but I mean, I'm staying in shape still. Not sparring all the time, but sparring a little bit, hitting pads and stuff, and, but mostly just doing grappling stuff. Been on these, uh, the pro submission circuit's been pretty fun. Yeah, but you're tearing it up a bit. 
Yeah, and then after, I mean, you know how stressful fighting is. After, after you go and fight, you go back and grapple. It's pretty fun. It's funny. Sometimes you, go, sometimes you go to these shows, you see these young guys, they're all stressed out for a grappling match. I'm like, yeah, go try to do these fights. You want to see some stress. But to, 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 to be fair, though, your, your resume and your fight lineup that you've had, you've fought killers from start to finish. Yeah, so, so grappling's not too scary after that. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine it would be. What, what's it like for you? Uh, is it if you were a young guy or somebody coming up, trying to make a living in the grappling scene. What's it like now? Uh, there's not crazy money in it. You can make a living, but it's still t- you still got to be really top level to make a living. There's like Gordon Ryan's making really good money. Craig Jones making good money. There's a few guys making good money, but it's still tough. But at least there is some money in it now, which is a, a big improvement from what it was, you know, five years ago. And you see, that's crazy in itself. Like you say, you say like mm-hmm. you have to be top level. Like top, top, yeah, top Gordon, three, top Gordon, five, yeah, exactly. Gordon Ryan, like yeah, top five, exactly. Yeah, Craig Jones. There's like, a, yeah, there's a few guys make good money. Most guys <laughs> yeah. aren't making a living. You yeah. can, you know, you got to add in seminars or teaching and stuff mm. and make a living off grappling. But at least there's some money in it. I think Gordon's making good money. I think he's making like close to a million or something a year. But that's like the one guy, and he's like the he's best the best in the world. world. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so that's like the the highest you can get grappling. But yeah. oh, but it seems to be going up. Yeah. So you know, you, there was no one making a million a year grappling a couple years ago. So. No. The, 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 the other thing with that is like uh, what you just said now because you're here doing a seminar tour mm-hmm. and people go like they talk about it yeah he just makes his living just flying around the world make, doing seminars yeah and I think like it's, it's not that easy yeah it's not that easy <laughs> What's, can you talk us through what that's like like doing because you're doing what 10 seminars yeah, in 14 days yeah I mean days? I usually don't do seminar tours like this I don't do them very often because it's kind of tiring but yeah I hit when hit 10 seminars and it's uh, I mean it's fun you get to travel see a bunch of people do different things but it's also not something you want to do all the time because you know you're constantly switching hotels uh, traveling not sleeping that much so it gets tiring I was talking to Craig and he was on our on our podcast as well and he was talking about um, like just doing this like he he has to to make a living and he's doing well in mm-hmm. grappling so he has to grapple get his prize money then go and do like a bunch of seminars when but you're not training yeah. while you're doing the seminars at least so, not not much you might get a little training but it's hard training when you're doing the seminars yeah every guy is going to come at you 100% for three minutes then be gassed and the next guy wants to go yeah 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 <laughs> and so he's saying all of that and I, it's like it's not it's not easy at all eh? Like no the, and mentally you're, you're fizzled out like you've just yeah. taught for two hours yeah exactly that's what you can't do I just do these trap takes occasionally I think Craig told me he did I think it was like 27 seminars in 30 days or something wow. like, yeah but that burnt him out he's like I can't do that again he'll <laughs> <laughs> be lying at home with a but dead clock why, on his yeah, head that, that's, that's a month no that's what he's like I can't do that again that's a month of seminars yeah months of seminars like every day <laughs> but that's why I think he's just been focused and training now which has probably been smart that's why he's feeling so good you know he's in shape again and just yeah, like probably ready just take that, that time to just improve yeah, his skill chance to, yeah to improve doing less seminars and he's competing mm. more now that, that, that's hard to think though like a month of seminars every yeah that's day. that's tough every day but in a different place exactly so you wake up probably take a train somewhere else he goes in Europe and get a new hotel check in and do a seminar same thing the next day that would be exhausting for a month that would be awful dude yeah <laughs> so, so it was the easiest money yeah it's not easy money I'm sure he made a good chunk of money in that time but still it's, it's hard work yeah gotta work for that fuck that gotta work and so you you got any? Did you say you have any matches? Any yeah, particular I just match? signed a big match at this uh, new show, Third Coast Grappling. It's with um, I think it's Brow Hamelo. I don't follow. Okay. He's like a six-time world champion. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like a really really good guy. So it'll be interesting. When when is that? December seventh. So it's cool going against you know one of the greatest grapplers, getting a chance to go against these like you know a legends in grappling. It's it's pretty cool. How did you feel when you were going up against Maya? Uh. 
good. You know, it was a tough fight, but it got the win. He's he's a five time world champion too, so it's cool going out there and beating these uh, elite grapplers. But the way you beat him as well, like you out grappled him. Yeah, took him took him to his world. Yeah, so. and and that was the thing you said. Oh, I'm gonna out grapple this guy. Yeah, I think a lot of guys didn't think I could. Everyone's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't grapple him. Like I can, I can take him there and do fine. And I was thinking too, you know, when you got a guy that's good of a grappler, didn't really want him on top of me. So I figured it made more sense to try to take him down and get on top of him. Mm. Yeah, that's but that, a big thing. I think people don't don't look at. It. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy's a great grappler. But when he's in control of the grapple. Exactly. So if you try to stand with him, that's more likely to let him get the takedown and put him where he wants. So I'm thinking the whole fight, take him down instead, I'm going to be in a lot better situation. Yeah, yeah I'm going to start this dance. Exactly. Put it where I want to. Don't let him put me where he wants. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you, when do you leave? When do you go home? Uh, tomorrow night. Like fly in, go to Hawaii for a couple of days to relax before I go home. It's good on so, one. Yeah, I had a layover in Hawaii, and I'm like, oh, I, there's no way I'm like getting a layover and getting on a plane without staying here for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good way to just unwind. Yeah, I, I looked at that, and I'm like, layover for like two hours in Hawaii. I'm like, let me change this for a couple of days later. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're also a single dad, eh, Jake? Uh, yeah, my daughter just started college, so kind of crazy. We're the same age. My, older, my daughter's about to be born. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you got a daughter. She's what, 20, 19? Uh, 18. Yeah, just started college a couple weeks ago. So throughout your whole your whole fight career, you you also were a dad. Yeah. Whole, basically, a whole fight career, eh? Yeah. Um, what was that like? I mean, it's a lot of work, I guess. <laughs> Luckily, my daughter's pretty easy for the most part. The first couple of years was really tough, of course, but then she's she was easy to deal with. So that would have been hard, man. Yeah. Hats <laughs> off to you, mate. Yeah. Like it's it's. Yeah. <laughs> being being a parent is hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work, especially you know hard. traveling all the time and stuff. But yeah. But luckily, yeah, she was pretty easy for the most part. So. Where where is she going to college? Like in uh, Long Beach in Southern California. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I'm just going to get back. I'm going to go. I haven't been down there yet. Go down there and see her setup, what she's got going. <laughs> That's mad. That's no, good. awesome. Well, thank you very much for, yeah, for coming out. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. lot. Thank, thank you, cool. Andrew. Thank you so much. Cool, thank you.